0: Yeah, that's a dope faded, fucking is that like a heather gray white long yeah I,
1: I when i saw it i thought to myself this is the fucking ugliest shirt i've ever seen in my life and i've got to have it
0: yeah that's great that's it's like, like a,
1: parts like, like a dude melting into like draped in what was and that's the the last song from that record it's my favorite one on there too so i had to get it man.
0: yeah that's a great one that's like equal parts like dad crew neck and like brutal death metal Long sleeve combined that that's that's strong. I'm glad you put that's it. That's my aesthetic. I love it, dude. That's a great record too. They're good. yes,
1: yes, it is. I really enjoyed it last time. It was in my top fifteen for the year, actually.
0: Yeah, they're. Uh, that's a cool scene over there. That, uh, whole, yeah, uh, them uh, cerebral rot and mm-hmm. that whole. Uh, where are they uh, out of Olympia, Seattle, or something, Washington?
1: Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Pacific Northwest um, thing.
1: Just more awesome uh, twenty bucks spin bands continuing to kill it. Yeah. Um,
0: speaking of, I, I what I've noted in my mind listening to music this week to talk about with you on this podcast, and I, we I sent you a thing about it. Was that a Solothus?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Album and album, I I checked it out too. Not as not as thoroughly as I would have liked to, but that's some fucking straight up gross finished death metal, man.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like, I I didn't realize what I didn't even know, like, anything about them. I just saw it was out on 20 bucks spin. So I listened to it with, like, kind of went in blind on that one, and it was, like, super powerful.
1: Yeah. 20 20 bucks spin is one of those labels that you can just, if you see that on the merch, like on the cover or whatever, or if you go to their band camp or whatever, you can just pretty much know, like, if I check this out, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're pretty high profile, I would say. It's cool. Yeah here they're in they're in pittsburgh right or i don't know i don't know if they're always based out of pittsburgh but uh yeah they uh they at least are here for now right
1: yeah now. i'm not sure
0: yeah uh i worked a whatever festival this local production company put on as a uh, steel and bone festival is a death metal thing they're a oh, um, company here and uh yeah i worked right i had a booth right next to 20 bucks Bin. it was nice first, yeah they're they're great and the dude's name's dave and yeah that, yeah, he just is super into it just puts out just like the sickest shit that's really that's the formula
1: they also have the uh 20 bucks spin has like the best shipping packaging i think of any label i've ever ordered anything from like that shit could take a bullet by the time it gets to you and like not be fucked up so like they i know that sometimes they end up getting overwhelmed with some of the pre-orders and stuff that they put up and Sometimes it can take a little bit of time to to get everything out, even after, you know, the record plant gets stuff to them. But when it does come to you, man, like it is wrapped up with love and care. And that's, uh, that to me is worth it.
0: Get some cool extra free shit. That's why, that's why I always like to put in fucking stickers and whatever extra goofy shit I can put in in orders because, you know, it
1: means so much when people do that, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. I got my fucking, my fridge is covered in death comes lifting magnets at this point. I got like nine of them.
0: Fuck yeah, that's what, that's what I want. That's what we <laughs> want. We want every, every freak's fridge covered with the coffin logo. That's right, man. Like eating healthy on the way in. I'm trying to. What, uh, what have you been up to, man? What's the cardio killer been jamming on? What's going on?
1: Uh, doing, so I, I just finished up all my shit for the semester. Um, got all my grades for my classes and everything turned in and started looking at, you know, putting together my, my summer routine. I'm fortunate enough because of my job to be able to get a little bit more time in the summer to focus on one thing or another and started putting together a gradually escalating distance type thing with my runs. And I'm trying to come up with different ways to accompany that, uh, come up with different kinds of like set lists to sort of accompany it. Uh, um, and that's kind of, kind of still in its, in its early phases. I've got still got a whole lot of stuff to work out, but just over the last couple of days, man, um, couple of pre-orders have gone live. Uh, I, when I say last couple of days, I mean like since the last time me and you talked, but that defeated sanity pre-order, um, that Devangelic is coming out. I think we talked about that. Um, just, it's a good time for death metal. Defeated
0: you, is very exciting.
1: Yeah, what about – so you check out that Solothus. What else have you been listening to?
0: Well, I, I was on the way here listening to the new Defeated Sanity, actually, just to yeah. get in that mindset for the podcast. Yeah, it was – Yeah, uh,
1: I'm I'm writing about that one right now. Um,
0: i heard rumblings that you might be.
1: Yeah, it's – I'm just going to have to save it for the column, man. I got thoughts. All right. But uh, – it's, it's like the song. I absolutely love the songs. That's all I'll say right now. I absolutely love the songs. And I'll, we'll comment further.
0: On the, I only heard the one new song.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I have the, the, the promo came out. Um, okay. I, I yeah. I got the whole thing, baby. And it is dizzyingly technical. Obviously, you know, those, those dudes are incredibly talented musicians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a couple other things about it that I'm going to talk about oh, in the yeah, call. I not feel it yet. Yeah, by and large, song-wise, song fucking absolutely solid. They, they really? do not disappoint.
0: No, they're, they're a pretty consistent band. They're a pretty fascinating band in the genre, I think. just in Yeah,
1: the- absolutely. And I, I, I've been listening to them a lot. I, got, I guess I've had the promo for it for like a week now, um, and I've been listening to that so much, like that chaotic – Mm -hmm. Uh, technical death metal mixed with brutal death metal shit so much that I kind of needed a little bit of a palate cleanser and I I went on a run this morning listening to nothing but Deceased. You listen to Deceased? Oh, hell yeah. Love Deceased. Absolutely. Deceased fucking rules. Somebody was asking me about them a couple of days ago and I was like, you need to think of like, if you've got the love child of like Killer's Era Iron Maiden and Possessed. That's
0: Deceased. Beautiful description of Deceased.
1: Thank you. And it's just like, it, I i keep listening to Fearless Undead Machines is the one that I've been into for the longest. And I, I think most people probably would agree that that is their crowning achievement. But mm-hmm. I've really been diving into kind of like what we've talked about doing those deep dives on bands and sort of getting lost in their shit for a while. I've been rabbit in hole, a rabbit hole with Deceased lately. And yeah. Uh, as the weird travel on is the one that I was listening to today. It's just so fucking, it. it's ridiculously catchy. Like, um, I'm, I'm trying to put together some, uh, like some entry level, like death metal Spotify playlists, just some stuff to kind of keep the momentum going while the radio station's off the air. And, uh,
0: I think that's what we need. I was actually going to ask you about, we should do like a nice entry level extreme metal playlist yeah. for those who are not like so deep in as we are that might not have any idea what we talk about on this shit for those that want yeah. to, learn, you know,
1: I feel and like the will elitists
0: that know way too much. They're not, they're not listening to us anyway. So. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. They fucking with deceased. Like, I feel like they would welcome in pretty much anybody who likes any kind of heavy music with open arms. They're like, come on in to the death metal pool. It's nice and warm in here. It stinks. You can stink with us.
0: Yeah. They're cool about it. You know, they, yeah. Uh, They'd share their beer with you. It'll be
1: okay. <laughs> it is. It's good.
0: Uh, yeah. Early, early cannibal corpse, I guess. Possessed. Early cannibal early,
1: corpse. Yeah. Uh, early, the, especially like eating back to life when they still had a little bit more of a thrash vibe going. Um, mm-hmm, six yeah. feet under, I think is like, you could look at six feet under as kind of like the training wheels of death metal, I guess, because it seems like a lot of people when they're, especially when they're around my age, they, they were into it when they were younger and then they like, "Quote unquote," grew out of it at some point, and and by "grew out of it," I don't mean like they started listening to fucking Sting or whatever. I mean like they they were like, "I want things that are a little bit more, you know, technical or a little bit more edgy than than some of the six feet under stuff." And so it's yeah, it's kind of training wheels death metal, but at the same time, you know, I I absolutely love it. I'm an unabashed six feet under fan.
0: But. Sure, man. I think a good entry level thing and what people. What connects with, especially a younger audience, is the catchiness of some of the some of the stuff. So it might not even have to be so early and thrashy. Like I know my friends that when I was getting into death metal, and still to this day, they like more of like a like they're they would like Covenant, right? Like something off of Covenant by Morbid Angel, way before they would ever like anything from eating Back to Life. You know, just because of like the catchiness of it. You know. Yeah,
1: some of those especially on Covenant and then on Domination, some of those riffs got so, it was almost flirting with like, and I I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way because I mean it as an absolute compliment, but the songwriting got to a point where like it was almost a pop version of Death Metal, you know? Exactly. It was a lot more predictable song structures, like the riffs were obviously sort of put together in a way that was particularly catchy and it was still heavy as shit and it was very much extreme, but like, Songs right. like World of Shit that are like slower, that you can sort of follow, that have that sludgier element to them. Um, and then the opening track, it's, it's such, such a catchy, like it's, it's, a, it's about as extreme as you can get and still be that welcoming, I think. And I think a lot of, especially like Morbid Angel and then some other bands like that, if you, if you were to just pull out the vocal, and put in like somebody with maybe a gruffer, like rock style voice. It would sound fucking weird to, to people like us who are uh, acclimated to that kind of music. But I feel like people would be, uh, people who are maybe on the fence about death metal or who maybe don't want to hear anything quite that heavy. I feel like the vocals would be the sticking point for most of them.
0: Yeah, that's like the most common complaint I hear is like the music was like, cool, I can get down with that, I guess. But like the vocals, I just can't do it. Like, how, like I hear that more than anything, you know? Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a shame. I just look down on those people. Honestly, I'm like, okay, you're you're just a less minded individual. That's really not. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. There is <laughs> that a little bit, but I, I I like to try to open people's minds too. It's not about it's not about that. It's about the feeling.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I think we talked about that before, especially like with the the subject matter. A lot of times, people are surprised when you, when you say if, if for the people who are sort of outside this genre looking in if they're even curious at all a lot of times just the the label itself death metal can be a little bit misleading because you've got there's a lot of stuff that is very much sort of oriented around the macabre um you know death and gore and things like that but then at the same time you've got spirituality that's engaged in a lot of death metal lyrics uh, eastern philosophy that's engaged in a lot of death metal lyrics you've also got just basic stuff about like struggles with life right especially that early sepultura stuff when you know when they were still more of a death metal band like yeah there were songs about like antichrist and shit like that but at the same time there were also songs about like police brutality about like the city that you live in falling apart about believing in yourself like all of that shit is is stuff that you can find in this genre And and we're talking about the classics but at the same time you still see that in some of the newer stuff as well
0: yeah, it's cool to see the evolution of that. I mean, there's some bands that are totally embracing the whole "quote unquote" spiritual side of like the death metal thing and the philosophy side, which is is pretty cool in a way. You know, a lot of people don't expect that, I'm myself included. Even as a fan, like a lot of the those bands kind of hit it hard for me.
1: Yeah, with especially with uh, some of the bands who like to sort of jump back and forth, and you know, it, because it's on our mind, it's a perfect example. Is defeated sanity? You've got. You know, and they, they made a conscious effort with that last release to do sort of a split down the middle with that Disposal of the Dead and Dharmata record. The, the first half of the record was just like disgusting, sort of simplistic, brutal death metal uh, with some slams and a lot of like guttural vocals and everything. And then the second half of that thing was all like, like, uh, uh. Like Perseverance era death worship, like down to the vocal style and everything. They had two different singers on that record. So yeah, I think it's really cool the band sort of dip their toes into, into both sides like and have that be part of their entire shtick. But at the same time, to watch Defeated Sanity be like, all right, well, we're, we're going to do both these things, but instead of mixing them together, we're going to sort of put them on each side of the fence with this record to see how that sounds. And I know a couple of people weren't particularly pleased with that, but I thought it was really cool.
0: Interesting approach. Yeah, how sure. many times can you do the same thing? Really, you know? Exactly, exactly.
1: I don't know, but see, I read something in a an interview not too long ago where I guess I'm not actually sure how to say his name, Liel or Lila, German name. Uh, the drummer was talking about how like they were trying with this new record to to like sort of be more of a return to form to the classic sound, and I'm like, what? That makes me feel like maybe you didn't like the last record that you guys did. That shit was phenomenal though. So like, what, what do you mean by that? I always get confused with like, when, when band members say something about that, that doesn't say something like that, that it's not necessarily knocking their previous shit, but it like sort of makes you feel like they don't entirely stand behind it. 100%. I'm always, I always want to talk to them about that and be like, so how do you feel about this? But at the same time, that sort of feels like an invasion almost. I don't want to be a punisher
0: right now of course it's a weird line to walk but mm-hmm. i have to think a, some of it could just be like fan service you know a lot of fans might have been upset with that last record so they're like okay well this one's for you we still got it you know yep. and they might not even be super stoked on the new one because they're just trying to please the fans you know maybe they would really like to make a continuation of the last one i and hope as they a, that they would
1: as a musician that seems like such a really shitty place to be you know what i mean yeah. not to make that choice but you know that's one of the things that I guess when you when you make a choice to commit to music, especially like extreme music like this, there's going to be times when I guess you just got to sort of eat it. If that's what bands have to do, that's what they've got to do, you know.
0: Yeah, especially one at that level. I mean, they're you know they're not selling millions of records, but in the underground death metal world, they're uh, pretty big. As big as it gets, really.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know if those dudes have other jobs or if if anybody in the band can actually make a living off of it and that that's something that I kind of would like to pay more attention to in the future especially now that we're you know doing this podcast and then I've sort of amped up my my writing with the radio station and everything like that I'm curious about uh, sort of what musicians are able to sustain a living doing this stuff and then who else sort of when they do have jobs if they do have jobs like what those jobs are which Again, also feels kind of like an invasion of privacy. Like I don't want I know. To I was play. gonna
0: say, how do you go about that in like a cool way? Because yeah. I know like too.
1: What's your real job? You're like, oh man, that's fucked up. What a shitty thing to say. But like, hey man, you know, some of them are super open about it. Like the dudes from Six Feet Under, uh, Greg and Terry, when they were still in the band, Greg would just come straight out and be like, man, I fucking deliver pizzas when I'm not uh, out on the road or whatever. So you know, I guess it just really kind of depends. From one to the next, but you're kind of in an area where you got more access to people through shows and whatnot. I mean, if we ever get any live shows again, I was
0: gonna say I feel like it's been decades since I've yeah. been talked to anybody in this world at a show. So, yeah, I don't know if I have access anymore, but the ones I know of, man, I don't, I don't know too many bands in the underground that support themselves on just the music.
1: Yeah, it's it's got to be tough. But.
0: Yeah, so I sim. Uh, that's why I try so hard to put their music out there and you know it's support them just by just by preaching preaching the truth you know
1: yeah man same here i
0: don't know i, I like to think that a decent sized band could make it like like exhumed you know like that yep. like i'm sure they're all right i hope they're all right you know what i mean i hope they're they don't have to deliver pizzas but they might be i don't know
1: i'm not sure i mean i you know matt stays busy enough and I you know, I, I say these guys' names like I actually know them or whatever, and obviously I don't, but I've been you know right. I
0: was just pulled that out as an example of like size of
1: band, like yeah yeah, i I know that whenever they play shows, I'm sure that they do well, I don't know if it's the kind of thing that sustains somebody when they're not on the road, but they you know Exude was gone for a long time, and then they came back, uh, and I guess what, like 2011 or whatever, so uh, maybe There's- that was obviously they transitioned out of tour life, but to come back to a place where you can tour again and maybe have that be a way that you make money, but also to enjoy yourself, I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Their marketing is on point too. Like all their merch, all their shit, their whole brand is fucking, he's great. Is Matt just in charge of that whole, that whole machine you think?
1: Uh, Matt it's, I mean, it's definitely his baby. I know that uh, Ross has been a part of it off and on long enough uh off and on for long enough that a lot of it feels like it's his as well yeah. um but I, I i do think that at the end of the day it kind of is matt's baby
0: yeah he does a fucking awesome job i just uh yeah. from a just marketing standpoint and just the whole
1: the whole aesthetic of exhumed and their new music's great that whole life yeah their new stuff, stuff is great and then there's there were you know he'll he'll actually sort of engage in a way like Exhumed is not—they're not, not going to say that they're an overtly political band, but like if you look at uh, Necrocracy, the liner notes to Necrocracy had like a little, had like an essay that Matt wrote that was sort of like an accompaniment to the record, talking a little bit about sort of the concept behind what was going on lyrically at the record, but also how that tied into what life was like in the United States at that time. And I thought that was pretty I, cool. about that, That's yeah, what? yeah, it's pretty tight. Um, if you get the physical copy, it's in the. Uh,
0: it's in the liner notes. Get the physical coffee, kids, see? You're like me, don't put don't just play it on Spotify.
1: Right, be, be like me and, and spend your money on fucking stuff that's going to pollute the world after you die.
0: Man, that CDs are probably the least of the worries with that one. You're on. Yeah, right. you're
1: probably right. Probably right.
0: Mine was probably worse then, so I'm probably worse than you. <laughs> more, more shit you got to burn through or something. Exactly. Speaking of... Uh, vinyl and um exhumed have you ever checked out matt's side project pounder because I, 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 I just have
1: not just
0: got their vinyl the other day i mean it's it came out maybe a year and a half ago at this point it's a thrash like kind of kind of spinal tappy kind of like over the top like but it's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll have great. to check it out. I, I know, like you, I knew it wasn't death metal. I knew it was like a, a. I think it was described to me as like cock rock or arena rock or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like it's like waspy in a way, but not like you know. It's 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 great. It's fucking I
1: would check that out. That's yeah. probably good in the gym. I would think
0: it's great. Yeah, I think it's called "Fuck Off and Die."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well done.
0: Yeah, if that gives you any idea of what the vibe of it is, that's is pretty much that.
1: I'll check it out. Pretty much anything Matt touches, like, I'll, even if I haven't listened to it yet, I will listen to it. He did, you know, he, Gruesome, which you're into. Oh, the yeah. well, gruesome good. fucking rules. Um, I don't even care. if What's that? Good death worship. You know, you can't go wrong. Yeah. And, like, overt, purposeful death worship. Something about right. that is cool to me. Like, I, I feel yeah. like uh, it would be interesting if if other bands, like, did that with other sort of defunct acts or whatever that would be cool but how do you feel about
0: um, cannabis corpse
1: i actually haven't listened to them too much the the closest i've gotten to cannabis corpse um is the record that they did for six feet under um did you know about that no i did not know about that so the so this most recent six feet under record torment Um, was written by some different guys, the guys who are actually in the band now, but the one before that was a record called Crypt of the Devil, and all of the music was written and recorded by, I think they're the Hall brothers, is that right?
0: Yeah.
1: Phil, and I can't, I don't know the other guy's name, but they're they're both in uh, Cannabis Corpse, and it was interesting, man. It made me want to check the band out, but that's one of those ones that I just haven't gotten around to for one reason or the other, but are you, I mean, are you into them?
0: I mean yeah I I think they're
1: yeah yeah short answer
0: yes I think they're I think they're cool for what what they do like I was expecting when I first heard them to be like a cheesy stoner metal cannibal corpse rip-off band but they're uh, they're like that in name only like they have very clever puns and um they're just clearly just huge just all around death metal just worshippers so all their songs are kind of have their own vibe but they pull oh. from DSide, they pull from, it's not just like Cannibal Corpse Pop songs. They're, they're very much their own thing and worth checking out for
1: sure. <laughs> I, I saw the, isn't there an album title called like Behind Grow Lights, Thou Shall Rise? Yeah. Or maybe maybe. This, maybe it's a song, I don't know. But like, I, you know, I love DSide, So it's, it's cool to pick up those references. Yeah. I, I was at a point when I was younger where like, any, anything that felt sort of like a, I think a lot of death metal bands have a sense of humor with their music anyway, even, even when they're being serious, there's sort of like a tongue in cheek yeah. element to it. Yeah. But I had like this aversion to anything that I felt was like, particularly sarcastic or like lampooning the genre. And it wasn't cause I was like, this is serious. and needs to be serious all the time. I was just like, eh, if it's kind of a joke, like how much effort can they be putting into it anyway? And like, at this point I'm talking about years ago now at right. this point, I feel like the, that's kind of, that was a shitty stance to take. Um, and specific, I mean, I'll just say at the band at that time who got me in that headspace was death clock. Um, yeah. who I never really, I never really heard, but like, I, I had friends who knew that I was into heavy music and they were like really into Cartoon Network and Adult Swim and all those cartoons like more geared towards adult and they're like yeah you gotta check this shit out it's cool man it's death metal but it's a song about coffee i'm like i don't give a fuck about that i don't want to hear that shit and as i've gotten older and like gotten around to appreciating some of the some of the more tongue-in-cheek and like funnier aspects of it i've kind of let that go and like case in point is sludge um okay yeah they you know all their all their song titles are like puns on other shit, uh, classic, you know, death metal or thrash song titles or things like that. But everything about, like, lyrically, it's all about, like, sentient slugs taking over the universe. And I, it, that, the, the music is so good that I just don't even care what it's about. Now, I think slugs are cool. I'm down with that. But,
0: well, like, yeah, it sounds pretty
1: dope. Yeah, back in the day, like, the, the title thing would have turned me off, but I've gotten past that.
0: Well, it's kind of like up, yeah. all I do is make puns, so i I totally appreciate it and look at it in a, in a different way, but I understand what you mean if if yeah. if Cannabis Corpse was just doing shitty versions of Cannibal Corpse songs, it'd be different, but they're like pretty sweet, so that's what that's you, why I like steel panther too
1: you've sold me on it, man. I'll definitely check it out yeah for sure we uh did you have you have you heard Slugged before No, sounds it's sweet. A, So like it's sludge, right? I I guess that's how you pronounce it. It looks, but there's a G before the D, so it's like the word slug mixed in with sludge. Ha ha! You know. They they put out a record, uh, 2018 called Esoteric Malacology, and that was my favorite record of the year. It tied with Sulfur Eon for my favorite record of the year. But like, they got a song called Crop Killer.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's great.
1: (laughs) I, I see. I'm in. I'm I'm doing this. Pod hates us all. I hate salt. It's just, it's like all, it's tongue and cheek. Like, it's funny, but the music itself is really fucking good.
0: I'm going to write this down before I forget. That's great. Yeah. Check it out. I will.
1: No doubt We're about it. Another, another Willow Tip band, man. Willow Tip has been continuously putting out good shit, obviously, since, I, I think that record's been, or that label's been around since like 2000 or whatever. Yeah,
0: they've but been around.
1: Seems like, seems like each year they sort of ramp up the weirdness factor with some of the bands that they put out and maybe not necessarily like weirdness for the sake of being weird but like bands that are doing a whole lot of blending of genres Slugge is one half is another one from last year uh they put out that record of rot and ruin it's fantastic yeah that's good stuff and they're actually putting out the new defeated sanity record so
0: are they yeah that's right
1: yeah, they're they're doing so they got Defeated Sanity, they got the new Devangelic. Um my my buddy Patrick, who is is also a one-man band called Crypticus, uh put me on just recently to a Japanese brutal death metal band on Willowtip called Desicravity. Um I had never heard them before, but uh they Dude, that shit is wild. Really good. So, like, if you if you have time and if you are like in a rut or whatever, where you're like, I don't have anything to listen to, or you're bored, or again, you know, you just got time to do it, just dive through Willow Tips Bandcamp and start looking at some of the shit that they've got because it's all killer.
0: That's a good. That's a good thing to do. I'll remember that for sure. It sounds pretty eclectic too. Like you got some j- Japanese crazy shit, and you can have some sludgy. Yeah. Some sludgy stoner shit. That's cool. Yeah, they've
1: got definitely a, a, an international roster of bands that sort of dabble in different uh different sub genres and yes. then also some more straightforward stuff too but you know all of it's cool
0: that's one of my favorite things about the genre is the um just the region in which it comes from is it, it's interesting to listen to it like through that lens like a yeah. kind of like a traveler's kind of like take that perspective into account like how the salathis was salathis is from finland i was just made it cooler It made it make, make more sense you know
1: yeah Finnish death metal is fucking awesome yeah no better in a lot of cases
0: yeah they're great um fuck uh transcending obscurity put out a finished death metal record last year by a band called lurk i think is was that could that be right does that sound familiar to you um I'd,
1: I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up and check to make sure but like some of you know finished death metal is yeah is, dreary is scary. huh
0: It's very dreary a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Dimilich is sort of the classic old school Finnish death metal band. Fucking wild, bizarre shit. Demigod, Convulse. Um, I think Pertinence is Finnish. I'd have to check and make sure. But yeah, you can sort of that that Scandinavian. Well, I don't know if it's technically Scandinavian. I don't think Finland's technically Scandinavia. I don't think it is it's That's they good. them in sweden and everything you know you can sort of feel the coldness in a lot of that music and then finland's also got a lot of really great melodic death metal you've got insomnium is amazing one of my very favorite bands oh uh, yeah calma Kalma is a fucking awesome band and not nearly enough people have heard children of bodum is you know, not everybody's into them but i am i, I was i guess they're gone now which kind of sucks
0: another one bites the dust you know
1: yeah it, it sucks when you see stuff like that happen especially over like legal issues or whatever apparently like a bunch of dudes quit the band and then the singer main guitar player alexi sort of wasn't able to move forward with it because he didn't have ownership of the name so i, I think it's called like bodum after midnight now
0: Ooh, um,
1: really yeah, yeah it's, it's it's they pull the title from a from a song on one of the records and it's kind of well,
0: that sucks i'm sorry to hear that
1: yeah yeah
0: that. yeah it's no good. They're one of those bands I haven't listened to in fucking since like eighth grade, you know? No disrespect, <laughs> I just haven't, you know? No,
1: that's, dude, there's so much shit out there, you can't keep up with everything, but like I I got really into them. Uh, the, one of the ways that I found a lot of music when I was in high school was, was MIRC, uh, which is like this old chat client that you could use to send um I mean it was like a chat room server thing but at the same time they also you, you had file sharing capability on there peer-to-peer oh, file okay. sharing and uh different sh- one of the channels that I was in a lot was mp3 underscore metal and uh, or and black metal and death metal like they all had different different names and uh somebody I ended up that's where I found At The Gates, but that's where I also found Children of Bodom, whose most recent record at that time was uh, Hate Breeder. The first song that I heard from that record was a song called Downfall, and like I've absolutely been into that band ever since. It was so catchy, man. Like I'd, I had heard um, some of the more melodic stuff with like keys in it at that time, but nothing that overt. I, at the beginning of the song, you're like, man, this, is a fucking, this sounds like some 80s radio shit, and then the guitars kick in, and it's just heavy as hell dope I'll, I'll revisit it for sure yeah dude definitely check it out definitely gets you pumped in the gym definitely that's, what I mean. that's good workout energy that kind of shit absolutely
0: that's uh, a nice catchy sort of 80s inspired death metal
1: dude. yeah i like the uh i i i tend to adjust some of my music tastes like based on seasons and i'm i'm always deep into the Finnish and Swedish stuff uh during the colder months what little cold months we get down here in South Carolina um you're plenty up here man you can always come try it out well we're actually man interestingly enough I'm we're gonna be moving pretty soon I just found out uh my I'm not gonna be entirely moving but my wife is taking a job uh in DC oh wow Yeah, yeah. And we'll be splitting a little time while I finish up my degree down here. Uh, but after that, I'm heading up to D.C., man. Oh, man, cool. I have friends in D.C. There you yeah. go. Be, well, that, that'll make getting together in person a whole lot easier. That'll shave, like, seven hours off the trip, I think. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I still have to come down there and see Space
0: Coke though. So if, uh, Yeah.
1: I'm gonna we're, make
0: that up.
1: we're currently in the process at the radio station at WUSC of putting together some uh, – Lineups for fall shows or whatever, and I, I threw Space Coke's name into the pot. Um, we'll to. see, huh?
0: You have to at least throw it in there, you know? Yeah, we'll
1: see. We'll problem. see what happens. Uh, everything is still so up in the air regarding planning any kind of in-person event right now that you just can't really tell what's going to happen. But uh, we'll find out, man. We'll see.
0: I hope shows can start up sooner rather than later. But you know, obviously, I want everybody to be safe and shit. But I really do miss it.
1: I, I i more than anything like i of course everybody wants to go and fucking rock out and and hang out with their friends and everything but i just what really sucks the most i think is the venues and the the people who who rely on that stuff to make money who are, who are of course money. yeah um yeah
0: there's a lot of venues that are pretty fucked right now as yeah. far as i'm seeing anyway it could be wrong
1: yeah. It seems that uh, it seems like there's going to be some places that aren't going to recover, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fundraising and crowdfunding stuff that's been put together online, and you know, for the people who are listening who can afford to do so, um, you know, if you feel like you're doing a little good deed for the day, maybe chip in with uh, if, if if you find out that a local venue that you like is struggling, maybe see what you can do. They probably have something set up online to try and help with that. But.
0: Definitely are there thankfully there are none that i can think of i mean immediately in my area one did close but they were kind of on the verge of closing anyway kind of thing but um there had there's thankfully not any that i'm hearing about that are super pressing around here yeah it,
1: it just seems like such a such an unpredictable thing you know what i mean like they might I guess it depends on whether or not they actually own the building, if they still got rent to pay, if maybe they don't own the building and they have landlords, maybe they're able to get some sort of extension that they can try and bounce back after all this is over. But I feel you like would hope, right? Huh? You would hope, right? You would hope so. I just, again, though, you know, there's so much unpredictability; you can't
0: really tell. Especially in places like New York, Chicago, there seems like to be a music venue every you know thirty feet. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, I don't know how it is in your area but there's not that many so you know what I mean? however,
1: however many you have i can yeah. almost guarantee you that we have far less
0: i'm sure you do i didn't want to just bring out there i didn't just want to come out and say you're just <laughs> <laughs> you probably you're
1: have- not, you not gonna hurt my feelings uh, <laughs> it's it's a college town. I mean, so there's, it's the biggest city in the state, you know, it's the capital city, the biggest university in the state is also here. So as far as how many venues we've got and sort of the different range of, of different kinds of venues, like that cater to different kinds of music and different kinds of nightlife or whatever, there's a pretty decent, pretty decent uh, disparity, you know, variety, but by and large, you know, there's only really I have only been to see heavy bands play at two different venues here and they're both relatively small mm. and then the bigger one It uh, used to be called a music farm. Now it's called Senate. And I actually, I saw uh, fear, fear factory and coal chamber there back in 2015. Oh yeah, man. I would go see that shit. I don't give a, it, it, it ruled. Um, and I saw actually Campbell corpse played there back in, not this past November, but the one before um and that that was so that lets you know like sort of what size bands need to be at that venue it's a little bit bigger than some of the smaller some of the smaller packages that might come in can can probably do but uh that's really pretty much it man two or three venues it makes things simple nonetheless yeah it does and i think you know i a, a good friend of mine used to book shows in uh denver he lived in denver and, and worked at a place called the black sheep, which I think is actually in Colorado Springs. I don't know. I'd have to check and make sure, but he knows a whole lot about sort of the booking aspect of shows. And I've sort of dabbled in thinking about maybe trying to book more shows around here in the summers, especially when there's more tour packages coming along. But I mean, at this point, you know, obviously everything is sort of on break but yeah. once you know if things resume if things go back to normal i'd be interested in trying to see what it might take to get more bands here
0: i thought about that too i mean around my area or just whenever, whatever way i can can i know a lot goes into it i know promoters definitely don't get enough credit for what they do especially on the small level i don't know any that really make any money so it's purely yeah. a fashion thing on the on this level anyway so oh, yeah I, I, something i've been thinking good. about so keep that in mind maybe we can figure something out that'd be sweet yeah, that would be cool. You could do a, a Death Comes Lifting concert series. Yeah, well, Death Comes Lifting presents. You know,
1: that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah,
0: underground death metal and space coke or something. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, put like a different, uh, have several different underground bands from like different genres there. Put them on one bill. Put them out on the road see how it goes. That'd be you know so good.
0: Yeah, that'd be one day. That's definitely a definitely a thought I have. I, do, I also want to put out releases, become a low key little record label as well. Just. Yeah. Strictly just like whatever, whatever we want, whatever, you know, is cool. No, you know, real reason about yeah. it, just whatever's sweet.
1: And, uh, you know, if you, there's no reason, again, you know, it would be a labor of love. You're not going to make any money off that shit. But if you right. get the right bands and you uh, do market yourself the right way, you know, small batch vinyl runs and things like that, there's no reason to think you can't get a, get a few things out there. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Right. And at least, you know, break even if not like, Money, I don't go, yeah. Obviously, not trying to make money, but I yeah. don't want to sink the ship either with it because I know you can get crazy with unfortunately a lot of bands and a lot of labels going broke, man. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a balance. I try to be a semi decent businessman, but if it were
1: up to me, I'd be putting out every band, you know? Yeah. With everything. Yeah. But. That was my, not entirely, but my, it was close to my dream when I was, when I was a kid, like when I was in middle school and high school, I wanted to open up a a venue uh, or like a building that was like a venue in the front and then like a record store in the back or vice versa. And that yeah. obviously sort of gone the way of the dinosaur. Um, I don't know, man, that shit could be awesome maybe I, you know it, it, it would be cool it would just be the kind of thing that like i'd have to make a fortune doing something else first so that i could afford to sink a shitload of money into that that's true hey man you never know
0: i have many ideas if i can if we can make death comes lifting really take off i would like a gym concert venue all in one place yeah, yeah that would be incredible record store yeah just make it a big like headquarters thing and host like underground bands why not
1: that would be awesome.
0: Bands could be playing live as a soundtrack to the gym.
1: Yes, I you? would be there for that. I would hit the road for that. I Fuck. would drive up to Pennsylvania for that.
0: Fuck it, yeah. Who knows? We'll put. Who knows if it'll be in Pennsylvania? It might not be the best market for it. I don't know. I just it's a purely dream stage.
1: But you I'm come to D.C. DC after I'm in DC. We'll figure something out.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to the White House with it. We'll see what's going
1: on. <laughs> Yeah, there's some fucking awesome bands in DC. The Darkest Hours from DC. Like I'm, I'm sitting here. We're super in the early phases of this right now, um, of getting ready to move. But like I have already been sort of scouting things out up there, looking for record stores and trying to think of different bands that I that I already like who maybe would be around there playing hometown shows. Darkest Hour would absolutely be at the top of that list. One of my all-time favorite bands, man. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. They have a, they have a lot of venues in DC. There's a lot of, uh, they oh, they do a lot of music. Yeah. Um, big city man you bit like big acts too like i've you know just the ones we don't get like, d c gets them all so they yeah. have a lot, a lot of shit that's exciting man yeah my uh I have like two really good friends that live there so I used to go up there all the time and did like the uh you know the nine thirty club that used to be like super punk rock is not super punk rock anymore, but it's still it's still there and legendary and cool to go see that's tight yeah man it's just it's it's nice you'll like it you'll fit right in.
1: <laughs> i'll try anyway
0: yeah yeah no i don't know how the death metal
1: scene is there though i mean as long as they've got you know i i i like going to shows but more than anything i like having a record store as, as long as there's like a brick and mortar record store that i can go to and shop in and like buy shit off the shelf i'll be fine if there's like only-
0: there will be there will be that
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I've already checked on it. It looks like there's a lot of places up there that I can go and spend more money than I should.
0: For sure. Because, you know, everything is going to be way more fucking expensive
1: there than it is where you're at. Yeah, yeah. We keep hearing that, too. But uh,
0: like everything. Well, yeah. hey, don't, don't mean to, don't, I'm not trying to crush the dream, man. I'm just saying. Oh,
1: no, man. The dream is already in motion. It's going to be awesome. Okay, man. Well, good for her, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So
0: what what are you looking at this week? What's on your uh release radar?
1: What are you listening to? Let me bring up my little release. So they they still haven't officially released like the uh the release date or the pre-order or anything for it, but Necrot has they've been talking about this, you know, they they gave out the name of the record uh Mortal, you know. It's been a couple of months, I think, maybe longer than that, but it seems like they kind of ramped things up. Tank Crimes ramped up the uh, the promotion for it on social media over the weekend. So hopefully we're going to hear something about that really soon. In the meantime, though, like I have, I dove back into um, Necrot's first album um, and then also their demo collection that they had. And a lot of cool shit on there. Dude, um, I did
0: the same thing when I saw their social media promotion. I went back and listened to them. That, that record's fucking great. They yes, great. I, like, I love I saw them in Cleveland not too long ago. I got a picture with them and shit. They were just hanging out. Just, I got to talk to them for a while. They're really cool, passionate dudes.
1: Yeah, that, there's a whole so that whole batch of bands, too, also, <laughs> I guess they're Bay Area. I'd have to check and make sure. I don't know if it's San Francisco or Oakland or, or another little... Oakland, more. Yeah, they, so you've got Necrot, and then they share members with uh, Mortuous, Mortuous fucking Rules. Um, I know Luca from Necrot is also in Vastum, who have become incredibly popular over the last year. Their last record on uh, 20 Bucks Bin was fucking amazing. Um, And then Skolex is another uh, cool band that I think shares a couple of those, uh, maybe one or two different people, but all those bands are doing like really cool old school sort of like sludgy death metal with like, you know, thrash pockets here and there. And I think that that's really, really. Hope the more we hear from them, the better. And yes. it feels like that Necrot record came out a really long time ago, man. So I can't wait to hear their new shit.
0: Yeah, they're one of my favorites new bands. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Good, so there, i I've been thinking about them, and hopefully, we're going to hear something about that soon. That Devangelic, um, and I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. I think they're Italian. Um, I don't know if this is you know an Italian word or whatever, but they they've got two records out so far that are really good. Their third one, which is their first one for Willow Tip, that one comes out this Friday, it's called Air Situ.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and I've heard one song off of it um, and I really like it. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it. It's brutal death metal, it's gross. Um, sure. And then uh, the the big one for me this Friday is uh, Trypticon. I'm a huge Tom G Warrior fan and uh, you know, love Celtic Frost. Have absolutely loved both those Triptykon records and the EP, and then so they've got the last year at Roadburn at the Roadburn Festival they performed um, three different this entirety of this piece of music that that Tom has been working on for like thirty years now. Holy Uh, shit! Yeah, two. So it's all it's instrumental, um, and two of those two versions, two of the three parts have been on past Celtic Frost records, um, and they wrote the middle part specifically for this performance. They performed it live with an orchestra at Roadburn last year, uh, recorded it, and now that recording comes out this Friday. And I pre-ordered that. I'm really hoping that it gets here soon, but uh, there's a version that came with a DVD too, so I'm looking forward to watching it live while I listen to it.
0: That sounds great. I I need to get into them more. Did they have... How many records do they have out? Crypticon? Trypticon? They just have one? Two. Okay, I think I have their first one, and that's all I've listened to about them, but I really fucking like it. Like,
1: Yeah, them. it's good, man. It's it's definitely building on... Celtic Frost put out Monotheist in, I think, like, 2005 or 2006, and it was definitely a departure from their older shit, but it was really heavy. Uh, a lot of sludge sound to it. Some of the gothic elements from their earlier stuff, like keys and everything, atmospherics were still there, but they were... Everything about it felt darker, and, like... Meaner, um, and then like sonically, Triptychon is very much a, a continuation of that. Their their first record, I, I, again, we're we're like treading into difficult to pronounce words here. So. Yeah,
0: man, don't worry about it. I'm that, terrible with pronunciation and names. And-
1: yeah, that that first one was called Eparastera Diamones, I believe, is how you say it. Um, and it was it was really good. The second one, Melana Casmata, came out I think in like 2013. Um, and it was fucking awesome. I, okay. I liked it a lot. You
0: think that, that's a? You think that is a superior record to the first one?
1: You know, it, it's difficult to rank them, but I, I feel like, especially if you're not that familiar with the band, Melana Casmata might be the better place to start, just because it is. While they're both relentlessly heavy records, um, there's a little bit more breathing room, I think, on Melana Casmata, and they definitely do a little bit. They cover more ground, I think.
0: No, I'm I'm in. I want to listen to it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really good.
0: There, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, as I obviously like anybody, any metalhead digs Celtic Frost, but I, I never got into them as much as I would have liked to either. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, I'd have a hard time re- having a real conversation about them with you. You know, I mean, you got
1: to get on that shit. That that make that a summer project, diving yeah. back into Celtic Frost. Like I'll, I, I'll, I'll
0: do it tomorrow. Don't worry, it'll be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, um, the first Celtic Frost song that I heard on uh, the Sepultura compilation, Bloodrooted, Rooted, um, they covered uh, Procreation of the Wicked, and that was the first version of a Celtic Frost song that I heard was Sepultura covering it. And then when I went back and heard the original and heard a lot of the sludgier shit, I was just blown away by how how like relevant and modern it sounded to me. And this was back in the nineties, but still like it, it was a lot catchier than I was, I I had been led to believe it would be just because they have, you know, Celtic Frost and Hellhammer, both have so much appeal with extreme music fans, with people who are really into death metal or people who are really into black metal, um, you know, lo-fi type shit. You expect that it's going to be like, this really hard to listen to shit. And then you hear it and you're like, man, this is, not too far off from Sabbath in a lot of places, or, like, this is not too far off from Discharge in a lot of places.
0: That is fucking awesome. I uh, can't wait to get into that a little more. I listened to their first... I mean, I think my introduction to them was Circle of Tyrants uh, because of Sir,
1: Yes, yes, and that... So many... Celtic Frost, you know, is influential because I, I feel like a lot of people who are like my age, I, fuck it, don't even age doesn't even matter. I feel like a lot of people were turned on to them by other bands covering them.
0: I think so, yeah. And
1: by like directly hearing them for the first time.
0: Which is sweet.
1: Yeah, but they, so Circle of the Tyrants rules, the Morbid Tales is the, the full length that pretty much any version of it that you buy at this point is also going to have the Circle of the Tyrants EP tacked on to the end of it. Um, that is the ideal starting place, man. That shit is so so good.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna revisit that shit. Thanks, man. Do
1: it. Do it.
0: I'm gonna go for a run after this. Should I
1: listen to that? Do it, man. That'll be a good. That's good running music. That should be pumped up.
0: I had. What's that? I I really i relied on you for the uh release radar because I got I got nothing. I'm still mourning Little Richard's death.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I. uh my exposure to little Richard is relatively limited, but I know that that, that song they're listening to in the helicopter where they're flying into the drop zone on predator, uh, that shit fucking rules, man. Classic. Yeah. That's in peace. Little Richard. I know. Right. That's and like, I, one of the, th- one of the things that surprised me, like every now and then the metal community makes me feel like I'm like, wow, this is actually a lot of really good people. When they put his, uh, his, like, I, I don't know what you call it on Blabbermouth. Like they posted about his death, death notice or whatever. I went and looked at the comments and I was expected to see like a whole bunch of toxic keyboard bullshit. And it was just a bunch of like really respectful send offs. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. That makes
0: me so happy, dude.
1: Yeah, man. When you look at like heavy music and people who are saying like, yes, this is very much the roots of the, the shit that we love today. Like this is where it comes from. And I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, especially with someone like that, for them to get, like, recognition, for him to get recognition from all, like, the metalhead fans, not even the artists, that's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, especially it's Shock Rock, I mean, all that shit, I mean, if it wasn't for Little Richard, like, there'd be no Alice Cooper, probably.
1: Yeah, I've seen a number of different tweets that have sort of been memorializing him and and talking about, you know, his influence and and sort of the, the things that we wouldn't have, and going all the way back to you know, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and oh, yeah. the bands that ended up giving birth to, to heavy metal, we wouldn't even have those without his influence. And I think that's pretty—it's a pretty serious testament to the dude's impact. Rest in peace. Mic drop. Mic drop indeed.
0: There you go. I'm going to check out. I'm going to get deep into Celtic Frost. You get deep into uh, Little Richard,
1: then we'll reconvene. I'll do it, man. That's, that's how it work. Assignments. I will do it. Thanks, man. Trying to think of anything else that's on the radar right now. And yeah, I, me
0: too. I'm, uh, you know.
1: I'll probably – I always end up forgetting about shit. A- after we talk, like 20 minutes after we get off the, the Zoom call, I'll be like, God damn it, I should have talked about blah, blah, blah. Um,
0: yeah, that's – yeah, make a note of that because I do the same thing too and that's we'll, – uh, we'll, get, we'll get better at remembering that for sure. Yeah. Um, or
1: planning out my approach
0: death couriers new release coming out on transcending obscurity that i don't know when that is but that's on my upcoming release saves that i i just pulled up nice they're sweet i've heard
1: one song from them that has there was like a transcending obscurity sampler that i picked up last summer that had a song from them on there that was pretty good
0: yeah that looks cool I, i look forward to what they put out usually you know they put out some
1: interesting shit solid label man they i know a lot of rocket johansson shit is now coming out on there too like paganizer is on um oh yeah it's great
0: all that artwork and their packaging and everything is pretty much unmatched i think yeah
1: yeah that um i'm actually sitting here looking at one right now i've I've picked up a couple of the different box sets that they've got crawl is another one that's on that label it's fucking awesome they're awesome Crawl Rules, Rocka Johansson Solo Shit Rules, Paganizer Rules, um, Nat Ravenin. Have you heard them? Yeah. I, I love them. It. I love, like, yeah. Cam, Lee's in, Cam Lee does all kinds of cool shit vocal-wise, but I really do like the pairing of the uh, Johnny – fuck, I can't remember his last name. Johnny Peterson, I think. They, those dudes are really good together. You do a good job with names, man. I'm so bad. I, I, try, I, I try to be. And, like, there are times where, like, I'll be having a conversation like this and I'm trying to remember somebody's name and I can't. And then, like, later on in my life, when something that, like, really matters comes up, like, fucking, you know, teaching a college class, I'm, like, stumbling. <laughs> I can't think of fucking what I'm trying to talk about, you know, like, yeah. uh, related to the lesson or the reading for the day. And I'll be like, but anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about Cam Lee, you know.
0: Talk about the bassist of this obscure band?
1: Yeah, exactly. I remember that shit. Right. That's, that's
0: our curse, my friend.
1: That is. That is the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Well, man,
0: we appreciate you, dude. Most appreciate-
1: definitely, man
0: good time good time
1: good talk
0: and, uh um, by fast thanks for an hour of death metal bullshit yeah. if anybody likes this let us know let us know what you want to hear
1: yeah we will talk about whatever it is that you want to hear and if you want to like especially i'm interested in this entry-level death metal playlist man so yeah, me too shoot us some feedback, talk to Zach, let him know, like, if that's something that you might be interested in, if you're sort of on the fence about this genre or you're curious and you're not too sure where to start, uh, let us know, man, we'll put together a list for you. It'll be great. We'll maybe chat about it next time.
0: Absolutely, dude. Thank you. That's perfect. we Mike drop it on him. All right, brother, keep it good. I'll talk to you next time.